Okay, so, yep, I'm recording over, okay? How yeah. are you? Do a test? I'm doing a test now. You are doing a test now. And does it work? Yes, it works. Shh. Quiet, quiet place. Really quiet place. It's not as quiet. It wasn't as quiet as the last time. But still pretty quiet. Still pretty quiet. Two more guns. More monsters. Was well. that was that Scoot McNary? I think it was Scoot McNary. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. So like, that's that's Scoot McNary. It's like he made me half a man. I can't even piss standing up. That's what you want to hear in a Superman film, isn't it? Yeah, cheery one. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Oncast. My name is Dom, as one half of the Oncast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. In this episode, we're reviewing the eagerly anticipated sequel, A Quiet Place Part 2, directed by John Krasinski and starring Emily Blunt, Melissa Simmons and Killian Murphy. Yeah, Yeah. and Noah... Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe as the the son, who gets a name in this one. Yeah. Shit, they all get names. They all get names. Everyone actually calls each other by their name in this one. Yeah, Marcus. Uh, Marcus, that's it, Marcus. Yeah, and... uh, Trying to remember everyone else's name now. (laughs) Lee. Lee, Marcus. Yeah. It's very sexist of us, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is finally here. So if you finally listen, here. If you listened to our previous episode, we've just covered the original Quiet Place. This was the thing that was about to come out just before the pandemic hit. It got delayed cuss. over and over over and over and over again. They held off on releasing it on streaming platforms and they finally put it out in cinemas. Um, and we were really lucky, actually. We got to go and see a preview screening of it. Um, so it's actually due out in the UK in a few days' time, but they're doing like preview screenings today. Yeah. So we went to go and see one um, a few days ahead of the schedule, um, and we got to see it. So A Quiet Place Part Ooh. 2, what did you think? It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. It's really good. I don't think it uh, captured the same message as the first. No. But that's obviously a silly thing to say, because... How could you? Because yeah. it was like a fairly unique proposition when it first yeah. turned up. I was thinking about that as we were watching it. I was thinking, like, I think it sort of comes under that heading of, like, we've and we've talked about this before on the podcast, where you get a sort of genre redefining yeah. sort of breath of fresh air comes out, and then they make it, it becomes a runaway success, and they make sequels, and the sequels can never quite capture the same yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm thinking John Wick specifically. Yeah. Like, John, the first John Wick was just like, everyone just like, it was a shock to the system for everybody. Yeah. And then. The sequels, much as they are still good and still Bigger, very, very, guns. very competently made and good films, they're not. They can't capture lightning in the bottle in the same way yeah. the first one did. And I think A Quiet Place Part Two kind of sits in that. Having said that, it's still really, really good. It is, <laughs> like, yeah, and it is. It's like yeah, like you say, like John Wick's kind of the perfect example. There, I was looking at other things like, uh, like Saw, Saw, um, like Kingsman, Kingsman, yeah, stuff like that. So it is like a fairly some of these sort of fairly revolutionary style things that have come out in the past that failed to capture that sort of lightning in the bottle again. But I think I think one of the things I enjoy about this so much is that it doesn't try to be bigger and brasher and bolder. No. It just opens the world. Yeah, in, in a natural way. Yeah. Everything that happens makes sense that mm-hmm. it would happen that way. 
um, even like the central point of the plot, which we won't get too much into yet. I think maybe we'll do a spoiler mm, section we where we talk about what the actual sort of mission of the of the movie is. Yeah. Um, but essentially, it's for those of you, if you've um, seen the first movie, it's a continuation carries on directly from the um, from the end of the last one. Yeah. Although there is an extended sort of prologue at the beginning where we see day yeah. one, which is really cool. Um, but it essentially just continues the story of this family and how they're trying to survive in this world that has been overrun by these creatures that hunt you based on sound. Yeah. Um, and that's it, really. That's that's the basic premise of it. Um, we have to pick up where we left off in terms of they were living on a farm. They now That place is no longer safe anymore. And they have to mm-hmm. sort of venture out into the world. And like you say, that the reason for that was we saw it in the last movie. We know why they have to move. Yeah, it makes they and they reestablished that at the beginning of this. It was like okay, it makes sense. They're going to have to go out and see other people. Yeah, we know again they've laid the groundwork. Sounds for like a breakup. Yeah, is it like um they've laid the groundwork for the people they're going to even because I remember when we talked about the last one, I was like, well, who who's lighting the other fires? Yeah. Are we going to find that about that? Yeah. And almost immediately they address it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, good. I'm happy. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, and so it's, there's nothing that breaks the internal logic or the, no. do you know what I mean? And again, like I was saying before, like they never, we still don't get a full explanation or a breakdown of what it is that has happened. No, yeah, we get um, a slight, yeah, but only from their point of view. Explanation, but yeah, only from their point of view because, as we were saying, sort of principally, these are very small stories. Yeah. So, you know, and we are talking about stuff like the immediacy of the problems that exist in these in this world. Mm. You know, we're not getting in delving deep into the world of oh, you know, we need to find antibiotics and we need to find this and we need to find that. Those things, we we can find those. Yeah. You know, what we're talking about is pure survival yeah. for this family or, or what's left of this family. There are the the I watched it this time and because I knew more about what was expecting, I was a little bit more relaxed about certain things. Mm. The danger was always there. It's like an omnipresent danger and like you are like listening to every single sound. Yeah. Which was slightly annoying in our screening. Yeah, it, it, this is the problem with this film, and we had this with the first one, is that your enjoyment of it very much depends on what, who yeah. you're in the cinema with, um, and yeah. what the scenario is, and we had a couple of issues. First of all, the first time we went to go and watch it, the screen broke, and we had to move into another screening, yeah. which was an ideal, which kind of broke the whole build-up to it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there were people in the cinema making noise, which happens but it, it does, does break happen, it but it, yeah it's especially prevalent within this one yeah because well this in a quiet place like other films less so like you would expect you expect like a little bit of cheering or like a clap or something every once in a while when you're watching something like like a marvel like film. a marvel yeah. film or you know presumably a fast and furious film I haven't seen any of the last yes you have I took, you, I took seven you. was the last one. I think I took you, whatever the one there was where there was a um, submarine. Submarine. I remember dragging you to that. Yeah, I fucking hated it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know how many more have they been since. There's three, two, two. Okay, there's about to be nine. Is about to come out. Right, brilliant. We'll be doing a grand rewatch for them next week. Brilliant. <laughs> well, this is my final episode on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, like it's it is one of those things, and it is, it is quite tricky. So to try and 
get fully immersed if yeah. you've got people nattering behind you or yeah, it, I know, yeah. sat on your right who've decided to bring the noisiest sweets. And you think, oh, it's, it's kind of expected, but at the same time, like I think this is me being a bit of a snob. When we went to see the preview screening last time, there was an ex- expectation that people had an understanding of. Yeah. And nobody made it sound. There wasn't there wasn't a peep in our last no. one. But this one had a lot of people talking. And- I think I think part of that is probably due to the success of the first one. Yeah. I think obviously the, when the first one came out, you and I were like anticipating it and were like really into yeah. it beforehand because we, yeah, this is the kind of stuff we do. But I think now this has become like a, it's become like a cult hit off the back of it. And there's been, yeah. they've shown it on TV. They've done that. And, you know, it's become a, it's been on the streaming platforms and it's become a much bigger thing. So the audience is much wider now. So what it yeah. means is when you go into this cinema, there were more of a what I would consider to be a general movie audience. A sort of a blockbuster standard, let's go see a movie audience, as opposed to the first time around where it was more like film fans would go and see the first one. Yeah. Um, and that comes with you know more people making noise. Um, but it is what it is. But I think the what's going on on the screen is still is so well directed and so well done that it's compelling enough yeah. to, to get past that um and i think yeah like do you you're still dialed in with the family and you're dialed into their story i do feel like they i would have liked to have seen more of emily blunt's character in particular i feel like yeah. she kind of almost got shortchanged a little bit um again it made sense like it, like there was a certain amount. Of like again, if you watch the first movie, you know that she's just given birth to a baby. So it's like, yeah. Therefore, you kind of have to keep her with that baby at all times, because otherwise, you have to like to justify her leaving her newborn. <laughs> would be you'd have to do a lot of bending over backwards to make that work. Yeah, um, that's uh, unfortunately that's where like a part of this just sort of detracts from me. Yeah, because she still is uh, a bit heroy. Yeah, like some of the stuff she does in this is a bit heroy, and it's a little bit of a detractor because you're like, you gave birth yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. But it's like even that, like the the again the the alternative to that would be just to have her laid up in bed for the whole yeah. film, which we don't. Which no, we, we don't. Everyone want that, and everyone it's... would complain about that. So it's like there's a suspension of disbelief that you have to go. And the other big one with that, and we said it straight away as it's happened, is like because the film picks up immediately after the end of the last one from the, yeah. the the bottom of the basement you hear the click of the shotgun there isn't a big shootout that never right. happened which is cool but they do have to move on because things are starting to close in which is fine yeah but as they, they they do that they come out of the basement and as they walk out the front door it's like oh so walking out of that front door that kid just aged three years in the space of three minutes <laughs> yeah. that's weird because suddenly the particularly the boy looks like he's like old enough to be like he's have his own family and he's start shaving six inches tall yeah it's like and we we said that when we watched the first one it was like how are they going to get around that because whenever you yeah. cast kids in anything, it, it becomes an issue. And they've had this in like in things like Stranger Things and the yeah. It movies. Um, and again, you just have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you just have to sort of go with it. And I think the performances are still there. He still acts in the same way that he did in the first one. Yeah, and the, the 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 thing you have to jump over is the fact that like he's acting like a scared little kid, even though he's now like a preteen. But yeah. you have to bear in mind in your head that. This is meant to be a couple of days after what we just saw, where yeah. he was more like what eleven, maybe in the first yeah, one, like eight, like nine, yeah. Um, and he just lost his dad and all the rest of it, yeah. And then it, to come into this, so you've got to try and just 
key yourself into that. Yeah. But he does a good job. He's a great, again, his performance is great going into this one. Yeah. And he still tunes into that wide-eyed, just absolute terror. Yeah. And just, he nails that. Um, and then similarly with the... And he does it better in this one, I yeah. think, as well. Yeah. Like, the first one is 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 fear. Yeah. And is is like a fear of the unknown and is a, is a fear of... Um, I don't know, like things happening around him and, and not knowing. Whereas this, he's seen, he's seen it now. Like yeah. he's seen the worst of it. He's seen exactly what's coming. Yeah. He's seen what could happen. He's seen what could happen to his dad, to, to his mum and his sister, mm. because he's now seen it happen to his dad. Yeah. And I think he delivers that much more yeah. in this one as well. And I think actually saying saying about like his performance more and more becomes a film around uh, Noah and Millicent's performance. Yes, absolutely. Specifically Millicent. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's kind of... And when they get to the the big the finale at the end, you, you realise that that has been the case the whole yeah. time, and that's kind of the whole thesis of the movie. Um, but she definitely steps up. But then again, it, it feels like a really natural progression on from yeah. her story in the first movie. She's like... She has the arguments with Lee where she says, you're treating me like a child... And she and the way she's that she figures out what's going on. She figures out what to do with the whole the weaponization of her yeah. um, hearing aid and how to use that to best effect. Mm-hmm. And so what you end up with is the scenario that is in the film makes perfect sense. It doesn't yeah. feel like a leap, even no. though it is bigger. And like you know, in the mo- in the first movie, the whole the point of the first movie was just how are we going to give birth safely. That was yeah. it. That was the mission. And then this one becomes much bigger. Yeah. But in a natural way, not in a, oh, we found a cure for the disease and now we're going to go to Washington. Yeah. It's type well, exactly. Like, it's like, not that. It's no. like... <laughs> That's one thing that I really enjoyed about it is that the, the stakes are equally as high, mm. but in a more dangerous environment. Yeah. And in fact, this, this, well, yeah, I mean, the stakes are still high. It's, they're still the same lives, same amount of lives that need to be protected and saved. Yeah. But it's it's done in a, a more novel way and there's the extra danger of, you know, the fact that there's a newborn and, mm. you know, how do you cope in a world that's not safe? Yeah. And how do you cope in a world that whilst you might be in a protective bubble and you might know what you're doing, there are other people out there that are dangerous. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that again, that was a seed that was planted in the first movie where we come up the only other time we come across with anyone in the first movie was the old man. Yeah. Uh, just uh, fallen into despair and decides to, and then he puts the pe- other people at danger by mm-hmm. virtue of being there. And again, that sort of, they tap into that. But again, I was a little bit worried at one point that we were going to go down that route in terms of the real monster is man. Yes. But they didn't do that. Yeah. Which is great, thank God. <laughs> because we've all seen that in The Walking Dead. Yeah, we've seen that in everything. Like in just, everything was like every post-apocalyptic thing becomes. Oh well, the real killer isn't the disease or the zombies or anything. It's you. It's humanity. It's humanity yeah. is the real thing to be scared of. And it's like, oh for fuck's sake. Yeah, we've seen. We know. We get. It. <laughs> like, um, and they didn't do that, and I'm glad they didn't do that. Um, but yeah, like they they set up the scenario is brilliantly like the tension of you know the not making a noise stuff is preserved brilliantly and yeah. they are able to like string things out like there are sequences where it's just something as simple as going through a fence oh christ becomes incredibly tense yeah and like incre- the, the thing that we saw before with the walking down the stairs was sort of was enough yeah but when we get into it in this one and you sort of yeah you can't even go through a fence yeah 
and you're like, well, obviously you can't fuck. Like, yeah. and, and it's not, it wasn't even like, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's, it's, you know, she's going, climbing through a fence and a bag gets caught. Yeah. And there's only so much you can do, but yeah. a bag doesn't get caught on the fence. It gets caught on a branch that's just wedged through the fence. So it's just the most pedestrian of things yeah. that you just wouldn't encounter before. You'd just be like, oh, just give your shoulder a little wobble and it's yeah. done. But just like, it, it's, they do a really good job of like, because what, what they did in that, in that first movie, like it was just, they showed you with all the set design and everything about like the, the extreme lengths they've gone to to protect themselves mm. in this particular bubble. They have a sphere that is all like, right, these are the steps you can step on. Yeah. Sand everywhere you go. And they do a really good um, like jumping off point here where it's like they go to the end of their sand yeah. trail. And that's like they have a, a moment where they look at each other and it's like, right, once we st- once we take this step, we're going into it's uncharted. It's, it's an uncontrolled environment yeah. where we don't like sound things like going through a fence could be a life and death situation mm-hmm. where we have no way around it. And it's just like if I take one more step, it'll be the first away from home I've ever been. Yeah. It's that. It's that moment. Yeah. It's, it is. It's crushing the threshold of the of the Shire. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, it's good that they recognise that, and it's like, yeah, that and that sort of sets up the tone for the rest of the movie. Then, yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck it, it's really good. it is really, really good. <laughs> and like to to talk about the plot would spoil, yeah, things that happen early on. Like so I think, in Act yeah. One. So I think before we do that, I think the other the only other thing to mention before we get into the specifics of the plot is Killian Murphy. Yeah, and his sort of contribution to it because he's like now the new male lead essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do a really good job with him. They don't overly. I thought they were going to give us more in terms of his backstory and stuff. Yeah. But they just give us the, just the right amount. And it, they, I can't get over that. They do so well with that opening sequence, mm. that prologue sequence. We get, it sort of communicates so much. Yeah. Um, without ever over expositing. Yeah, it does. And it does a brilliant amount. And it gives you a tiny little amount to learn who and what people are in the world in a way that, you go, okay, right, I know who this is. Yeah. I know who Lee is. I know yeah. who the family are. Right, I've seen them before. Yeah. Here's an introduction introduction to this guy. Yeah, and he's just a guy, they're at a ball game that is like, I think what they set up quite nicely in that, and then again, what then gets expanded on is that it becomes not so much about the family, but about the town. Yeah. And the this community that we're talking, that's yeah. what this the film is sort of about. If they go on to the next one, then they can talk about even in the next, the next step up, and it's like, mm. here's the state. Or here's the, a city, or however. But this is like this small town. Everyone knows one another. They everyone has relationships and all the rest of it. And how that then is affected by this thing. Like, there's this external force they all have to deal with. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's great. So well done. It is brilliant. Like I'm just. It's just. It hasn't blown my mind, but what it's done is it's gone. It's given me a sense of relief, and assurance. Yeah. Like it's not. I don't know. It's it's not. More guns, big, bigger, more guns, more teeth. Yeah, it's 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 given me an assurance in a way that other things, other sequels don't. Yeah, because you do get have to have like a path of escalation, and like when you talk about something like Avengers, and then you got to think Age of Ultron, and then you got to think yeah, like yeah. Infinity War, and then Endgame, and then you think about Batman. So you think about Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. There are these fairly steep paths yeah. of escalation, but with this, it doesn't. It again, going back to what I was previously saying, that the, the escalation exists in a different way. Yeah, it the threat is larger now, 
only in so much as the security's gone. The security's gone and there are more people involved. Yeah. And so by that nature, it's like there are more people at threat and therefore mm. the threat needs to rise to meet that. Yeah. And so it's sort of, yeah, it makes sense. And one of the one of the particular things that I have an issue with in Hollywood is the um the fellow survivor. Mm. And they're like, oh, hello, fellow survivor. And you look at things like I Am Legend and all of these other fictional sort of circumstances where they're like, I'm the lone survivor. I'm this man that survived all this time on my own until I've met this woman. Yeah. This bloody woman. And it's like... Yeah. They meet them and then they're immediately a foil because they're like, oh, I don't know how to not step on a log. <laughs> and then it brings all the dragons, evil monkeys, all the other things that could happen. Yeah. Like falls in on that and it doesn't fall into that trope. No, no it doesn't. There's no idiot sidekick. There's no anything like that. It's just natural progression. Yeah. And, and even that's... even the, in so much as the there's the reluctant hero type mm thing and i thought that was going to get dragged out a lot but yeah. it wasn't no it's like appeal to someone's humanity ask them and yeah that's it yeah. it's not a long drawn out like i thought it was going to be like a they come across Killian murphy and then for the next 90 minutes he goes along you know pretending like he doesn't care and then yeah. something will happen he'll come in to save the day at the yeah. very last minute it's like no we don't have time for any of that shit yeah exactly <laughs> it's like, like, like he's a family man he was friends of them from before we established that in the um in the previous thing yeah and when called upon to uh, he's reluctant at first but when someone begs him he goes yeah okay all right I'll help. yeah that's it let's get on with the story yeah like, exactly. there's no fucking about he's not curmudgeonly old survivor that's like fine but don't make any noise. Yeah, exactly. You know, he doesn't do any of that. This no. is better than all of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think this is my favourite sort of example of like how to live in a post-apocalyptic world in almost all fiction, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it, it, and in this one in particular, this second one reminded me a lot of The Last of Us. Yeah. It felt very Last of Us. Yeah. I think with like the, the clickers became more clickery. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everything about it. Um, and That's just, one thing that I do want to say, like, I don't understand how they work. What the clickers? The baddies. The evil mm. crawly, clicky, slashy, bitey, stabby. Things. In what sense? Well, so they do they do everything by hearing mm. which which is all well and good when things are making noise. But they're not very accurate because they're like they're hearing noise over there, so I'm just gonna smash everything. Yeah. And then but they and they click the whole time, but there's there doesn't seem to be any form of echolocation. No, I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, I think they they need to establish that better, don't they? Yeah. But I think again, it's another one of those things where it's like, in order to explain that, they'd have to cut away. It's like yeah. they don't know. No. It's like the same. Like there's a great, you know, there's a great example of right at the very beginning where they're talking about this new audio mm. thing they have. Where you know, oh right, well we can. Create... Which what saved them? Yeah, which what the saved them? The yeah, the fact that we were able to put the um the hearing up up to an amp and it creates a feedback or whatever yeah and it sorts them out and that and he asked the question so what is that is it like a feedback i was like i don't know how it works i just know it works yeah and that's exactly it yeah it's the same i think that's the same thing with the with the monsters that is like yeah they're the clicking doesn't quite square up with the the you know that their their use of mm. hearing because you like you say clicking you associate with echolocation yeah which would eliminate the idea of them not making noise because then it becomes about yeah your body displacing like they it's like yeah it's like sonar yeah because that's and that's what i thought when they went into it's not a spoiler to say they go into a factory at some point and within there's like all these 
hundreds and hundreds of like hiding places in this factory because yeah. it's like there's a pipe here but this pipe has a bend in it yeah so you can't really echo locate from that because it's gonna it's gonna bounce around a corner it's not gonna bounce back to you yeah and you're like this is really really clever yeah but then you do another bit and you're like oh it's not it's just it's just smashing through it and then like you see there's a point when uniforms are hung up yeah uniforms with helmets you're like oh is this like a thing to confuse echolocation mm. or to confuse people on the outside or, or, or and it doesn't really explain a lot but the main part of what i remember is 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 how good it is that it doesn't need to tell you that because like you say the family doesn't know either like yeah. none of them there's know. no one there's no one here to explain that to them at, at no. that particular time so you just got to try and um figure it out for yourself like yeah i don't know maybe the 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 hanging the uniforms up because it just could be a way of just creating a noise barrier yeah essentially because then when he, he goes through all that and then finds this the, a body that's been left which presumably was um yeah well we're getting spoilers anyway yeah um but yeah i know what you mean there are things that it's not quite completely squared away but it's not yeah. it's something that in and if they were to make another one they could a scientist could explain yeah. it in one sentence but again but like, they're not going to come across a scientist no they're, they're not going to come across a scientist like cause... unless they like if they journey to to the city and then they go to the cdc and then there's someone there who can lay it all out for them yeah then we might get something yeah but for the for the practicalities of surviving it doesn't really matter no, no it doesn't really matter and they can say they can say kind of anything they want because it's movie science as well like jurassic park doesn't work no like from a scientific perspective but they tried to explain it but it still doesn't work no like you can dress it up as much as you want it's still false science yeah yeah but um but yeah i just i want to say again just this is an outstanding film yeah it's not better than the, the prequel uh better than the original but it's it's an outstanding sequel it's a great sequel it yeah it's it, it's the example of how to do a sequel mm. well and not fuck it up basically yeah um so i think this this will stand the test of time in terms of when we talk about sequels that were that sort of i don't yeah they like i wouldn't it's not better than it's as good as it's yeah. it's like on a par it's yeah. like it, it feels like a nat like say i think one of the most telling things is the way they've chosen to name it is part two yeah not two no it's part two yeah because it's continuous it's continuing on the same story it's like yeah. right cool and i'm up i want part three yeah um, and apparently he's talked about there could be a part three and well, he said it's been plotted out he's got some he? he's so... got some notes for it he knows what it would be yeah so i'm completely down for it and apparently it's making it's making loads of money as well really everyone said this is the like a huge sigh of relief from hollywood as they've seen that <laughs> okay internationally and everywhere else it's you know a massive hit um and it's like it's completely uh blown out kong versus godzilla is the next big um really? pand- ha- pandemic era hit Okay. So it's like right, we're we're getting back now. It's starting to it's proving the concept of cinema still works. Yeah, uh, which is great. And I mean that's, I mean we were there today, and there was still a fairly you know fair amount of people in there on a big you know <laughs> bank holiday well, Monday, and it's not even officially out yet. Yeah, like it's not that wasn't even opening weekend. If we went on Friday, and that and also that was the second cinema we had to go to because the, the showcase cinema was completely sold out. Yeah, both showings that we tried to go to. Fucking hell, yeah. Cinema, is, cinema is back and Quiet Place. Cinema pla- is back. Quiet Place is brought it, drag, kicking and screaming. <laughs> um, and there can be no denying now that I, you know, for those fears that we've had over the last sort of 18 months, those of us who love film and love the cinema, of, oh shit, oh, what, what if it's all going to go away? 
and they're never you know it's not a sustainable model everyone anymore people just want to stream things i think this is going to be a loud and clear message that yeah. that is not the case um, no exactly and i'm so so happy because yeah, yeah like cinema is a big thing for you and i like, yeah it's always it's been something that we bonded over since we first met mm. so the fact that we can continue doing this in the way that and i'm obviously you know i'm not not to be sort of too emotional about the whole thing but like you know during lockdown we did struggle like we did struggle to mm. find content and like being in a world where everything comes to streaming there's no there's no ceremony to it no you know so if we we were like we don't want to see kong versus godzilla at yeah, home. we want to watch it on the screen we want to watch it on the screen like we watch Mortal Kombat at home which figures which fits and like some things we did watch from home because they aren't necessarily these big yeah big picture things and some things do support like intimate small cinema screenings, which we'll probably also do when we go yeah. to like the the picture houses. And, yeah, you know. But like, kind of like, thanks for sticking with us. But at the same time, like, having a film like this restore faith in Hollywood as well. It means that people yeah. aren't just going to be like, "Fuck it, just put it on the streaming service." Yeah, put it on Paramount Plus, which is a thing now, I guess. Yeah, it is. There's Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Discovery Plus. Yeah. 20th century no because that's oh, 20 owner. is it just 20th pictures now 20th or? pictures 20th, they can't they can't 20th. use fox anymore because it's associated with all but the it's bad not even shit. century is it it's 20th no, 20th, it's 20th, pictures. 20th pictures so but yeah so as much as the sort of the concern and the worry was there i think mm. this is a big flag on the side of yeah get back into cinema definitely even if we do have to sit even if you can only half fill a screening yeah, well, well, again, given all the shit that was going on this weekend yeah, and exactly. uh, preview screening. But, well, I again, mean, anyway. I mean, half feel not from oh yeah, ticket sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from a COVID perspective, yeah. that the social distancing. Set. Yeah, that because that was part of the reason why we couldn't get the other screens. That there was like people are booked and then they blocked out another set of screen uh, seats next to them to pr- yeah. preserve social distancing. But in theory, that won't, that will only be a case for a, a few more weeks now, and then that might not even need to be a thing anymore. Yeah, um, but that'd we'll be see. good. Yeah, well, in theory. Anyway, um, right. So that's our thoughts on Quiet Place Part Two. We're going to do a quick spoiler thing now and talk yes. about some of the intricacies of the plot. So go see it and then come back. Yeah. So. The basic sort of mission of this film is um, the daughter, Millicent, I can't, I can't remember her character's name, which is terrible, mm. but she basically realises that there is a radio signal somewhere that they're, they're, they're able to tune, in, tune into now, which is playing on a loop um, across the sea. Yeah. Just over and over again. And she decides, she realises, right, if there's a signal going out... Beyond then, the sea. Beyond the sea, sorry, yeah. Um, so it means that we can tune into that signal and broadcast the frequency back from her um from a hearing aid and therefore use use that whenever you as long as the radio is tuned into that frequency yeah. it can sort you've of now weaponized them. exactly so it just means that like every you've weaponized every radio in yeah <laughs> which is fucking wicked and also just like again I, what i liked about that is that it just it makes sense like the fact that they were they found that yeah as a way as a you know the audio and if someone then it, they all understand the fact that they all have a clear understanding of sound and how sound works mm. having lived in this world and her even more so having been deaf her entire life yeah 
it makes sense that that would be the next logical step. So mm-hmm. because if we can find some, the fact that they they've had they showed us in the first movie Lee going through all the different frequencies trying to find a signal that someone's broadcasting yeah. on and there was nothing. Yeah, and then so they have the conversation about how well he would have heard it if he could do it, and then the guy goes, "No, it's because of the valley." Yeah. Once you get outside the valley and you're you're up here, we can hear that song being played, but it's just been the same song being played over and over again. Yeah. That's all it is. Because yeah, but the point is there's a signal that's being broadcast that can be tuned into from at least in the local area. Yeah. So I can feel like and it's like, yeah. So that and that becomes the story then. It's, it it yeah. becomes about finding the broad where the broadcast is coming from, which is beyond the sea. It's on a little island yeah. just off the coast. And chaos ensues sort of yeah. thing and it's it's what's so good about that is it gives them it splits it into two plots mm. so you get like an A plot and a B plot and neither really takes precedent over the other it's just it's just how the, it's just the, the the effects of the stakes that are in there like, yeah because there are still you know, the son staying behind, his mission is equally as important as hers because he needs to stay behind to keep... Look after the, the baby. Look yeah. after the baby. And then mum goes off and does some shenanigans for a bit and like well, picks up and does like a supply run. Well, that's the other thing that we that becomes a whole wrinkle. We haven't talked about this, but it's a plot point. Very early on in the movie, as they're going into Killian Murphy's um, place, the son gets hit by um, a bear trap. Yeah. Which becomes a whole fucking thing. So Fuck like, me. <laughs> First of that, all, that was, was like one of the most traumatic things I've seen on screen. Yeah, for and he was very, like, very and he's long screaming, time. and like I completely believe it as well. He's mm. such a, that actor's great, and he's screaming in pain. But both the mum and us as the audience are just like, I know it really hurts, but please shut up, please, <laughs> yeah. please shut up. You've got to shut up because mm-hmm. they, we're all going to die if you don't shut up. But like, yeah. he's just like in absolute agony because you see it. Like he's got his, he's no, there's no clothes. Like he's got his. Yeah. Um, that yeah, his uh, trousers, trousers rolled, up. rolled up, so you can see literally the the thing go into him. It's like, oh, mm. it, yeah, it is incredibly traumatic. But then that becomes obviously as a result of that, he's kind of out for the whole rest of the movie, yeah. and is another sort of point of concern. So then Emily Blunt then has to go out to get more painkillers and medicine for him because she goes, if you like, if we don't treat this wound and look after you, then we could lose yeah. you too, and I can't. Yeah. But we also have to look after the baby. Your sister's gone off on a bloody mad mission on her own. Yeah. So I've sent this guy that we know after her to try and help. It, yeah, it's chaos. It is. <laughs> and it's and again, it's so well structured. Yeah. Like the way that it it uses that in such a clever way. Mm. And it's like it, it twists up the dynamic because you're like, it would have been a different film if Lee had survived. Yeah. You know, he would have been the guy going off and doing all of this. So killing him off, as sad as it is, makes the sequel a better film yeah a yeah. substantially better film yeah definitely you know and i was there was a point that i was worried as we were watching this that we were going to see killian's character Emmett, yeah die and that he was going to do the same thing yeah he was going to do dad sacrifice yeah because he couldn't do it for so his own say, children you couldn't do it for your own so now you're doing it it's like oh, the same thing again yeah it's like no but they might look you're right again they managed to turn that around and mm-hmm. what i appreciate with in terms of because um, it's it's done a similar thing in a different way like so he doesn't throw himself onto the sword no he shuts the door yeah like that's the logical step there 
is shut the door. You don't have to kill yourself, mate. Just shut that door. Yeah. I just remember the the bit where she's just creeping into the um into the recording studio and she puts her foot down on the bit, bit of paper. paper and it's like gonna slide everything else off. Yeah. Then she puts her foot and realizes there's a drawer open, has to yeah. slide the drawer closed, and it's a creaky drawer. It's like fuck. Yeah. It's so well and then done. She puts her foot a fit bit further down, there's a micro machine there. And then she and then she just scoots that out of the way. And then as she scoots that out of the way, the chair turns and there's a Lego brick. Ah, oh, fuck. And then there's some bubble wrap and some silver foil. And uh, the, ta- the tail of a dog. The tail of a dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that stuff's done really well. But like, the other thing that I was a little bit concerned about having seen, again, it was in the trailers and stuff. We see the, the um, you know, day one. Yeah. Um. And we see, obviously, Krasinski in there. Mm. So it's great that we get to see him again and we get to spend a bit more time with him and understand what he was like as a guy, really. Yeah. Um, but we, I thought that... I was worried that they were going to keep cutting back. Same. And I thought it was going to be a case of sort of him shoehorning himself in so that it was like, I'm here's day two, here's day three, and then cutting back and forth. But no. No. They literally... Day one serves as a sort of palate cleanser to set up the world that they live in and again it gives you those little tidbits of information yeah it gives you killian murphy's character it gives you the comet coming in so we know that it's some sort of extraterrestrial type thing but yeah. again nothing more than that no. all we see is the fire there's, there's a fire in the sky yeah coming towards the earth and then the next thing you know fucking these things start attacking the people in the town that's it yeah so it's still really contextual still really good and then the other thing it gives you is like you see when one of the things is charging down the cop and he's got a shotgun. Yeah. He's blasting away at it and it's doing nothing. Yeah. So it really reinforces to you the point of having it's not enough to just shoot them. You have to do this whole frequency thing yeah. and get them to open their head up essentially. Yeah. But because they're armored. Yeah. And that's that's one of the notes that Lee had on his whiteboard is that they are armored. Yeah. But if they open up this head thing where this they've got where all their fleshy bits. Yeah, right? they've got all their fleshy bits. But this is how they yeah. open everything up when they're under pain and they're, they're trying to listen for things or whatever. So if you can force that open and then shoot them, yeah, it's a one-two punch. It's not just a case of playing the sound at them. No, because um, like, the sound can disable them a bit. But then you have to shoot them. But then you have to shoot them. Yeah, so it's a case of reinforcing that. And again, so it, sort of, it gives you a little bit more of an example of how these things work. Um, and also just tense shit, like when, when they're in the um, restaurant. Yeah. And then someone's phone goes off. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and then it's like, there's, there's, because there are like a number of like false flags in that whole opening section. Like yeah. The fact that it's like, first it's a girl on her phone and she can't get through to somebody. Yeah. And then it's the old man praying. Yeah. And then the phone rings because the girl's, that person's phoned her back. Yeah, because I'm trying to get hold of my mum. My mum, and then she called her back. Yeah, and it's like left her a voicemail. So her mum's called her back, and it's like, oh fuck, because her mum was. And you think about more like it, and you're like, her mum was probably trying to call her. She's trying to call her mum whilst it's dialing her. It's gone to voicemail. Yep. And then she's come up. Her mum's seen the missed call, called her straight back, and that's why everybody in that yeah. in that tavern is dead. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, and then we get sort of towards the back end of it. So we, you know, we, we end up on this journey whereby it's the daughter who's going out to try and find this, where the broadcast is coming from, from just off the coast on this little island. Yeah. Um, and in amongst that, at one point, the guys, they get attacked by these evil survivors, if you like. Yeah. And it's like, because he says, doesn't he? He says, like, um, 
I can't remember the line that he used. He was like, oh, he says, you know, you've the, the people who are, who are alive now aren't worth saving. Yeah, like you don't, you don't understand what they've become. You don't know. Yeah, and like so, it it implies that he's had run-ins with these types before, or knows yeah. what the fuck's going on. And there's these like sort of cannibalistic. They, they look like you know, probably like early man. Like they've completely regressed to these like barbarian types. Um, but yeah, saying about the like the survivors. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so they had the are... yeah. Appearance of Scoot. Scoot McNary, apparently, random. Is that, is that Scoot? Oh, yeah. It is. I'm, Enzo, I'm glad he's still working. He's just been living in the woods ever since. <laughs> he's been living in the back of a boat. <laughs> yeah, ever since, like, um, what was it? Um, All Hail the King. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he revealed that you took the Mandarin's real name. Oh, and then yeah. he disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, but yeah, he turns up. But like, again, I was expecting, he's like, oh, fuck, here we go. So they're going to drag him back and they're going to have like some subterranean fucking like, this is where this is where we live now. But in the before four times, <laughs> I was a doctor, but now I am the king of all I said. Now I am king knife face. Yeah, exactly. Style. And would there be some horrible sort of rape type thing or whatever? Yeah. I was expecting all that to happen. None of it. No. None of it. it, it and that's what I like about these, these two films are. Like they're better than those tropes. Yeah. They don't get into the whole, oh, you know, or all the the evil people or any of that shit no. that that like come out of it. It's just a case of no, we had an encounter with these, and, and it yeah. does again. That's what makes me feel reminds me of um, the Last of Us a bit is that mm. you have encounters, yeah, and you can restart from an encounter, yeah, and you can choose to play an encounter however you want to play it, yeah, and it'll either be with a monster or it'll be with a group of people, mm-hmm. and they will be you know one thing or other, yeah. So it's like, yeah, they had this encounter, they got through it, and that's it. There's, there might be ramifications for that mm-hmm. in a third movie, I guess, but it's not relevant now. It's doesn't just, matter. it doesn't matter. So that was great. And then we get the, the second set of people that we meet are the people on the island. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, I liked that, again, like, how much I enjoyed that was because the, what they didn't do was they didn't show them as, like, these battle-hardened warrior survivors who are, like, ready to up in arms at a a moment's notice. They're people that make fucking... They're making mistakes. Yeah. You know, like... And there's there's all these things that are setting you on edge. Like, when you first walk into the camp and you're there and you're like, why the fuck is that swing-making noise? Yeah. Like... Well, when he comes around the corner... Get off the swing. But, like, it's just that moment, isn't it, where they're they're, they're sneaking into town because everything you do is sneaking. Yeah. Like you can't go anywhere. Everything's sneaking. He's sneaking in, sneaking in, sneaking in. Peeps around the corner, and there's like a full like barbecue going on with a big bonfire, and everyone's yeah. like making noise and looking Laughing after the kids and, and joking, bo- boiling kettles, and he's just like what the fuck. And like you're you again because you've been in. It happens when it happens in the movie. You're so keyed into the whole don't make any fucking noise yeah. that you react in the same way that Killian Murphy does. It's just what the fuck are they doing? What yeah. the fuck are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Um. But it makes sense. Like yeah, they sit down. They go right. Well, we establish that the thing the monsters can't swim yeah and like that was something at first i was like oh please don't let it be a sign scenario where they get burnt they like they can't deal with water water yeah. is their weakness i thought that was going to be it was like no they just can't swim yeah they have no way of getting across like looking at the physiology of them that makes sense actually yeah they're just they're not built for that no so. and that's the thing like is the um what is it the there are all, all animals on earth can swim except for like there's like three or four animals that just can't swim yeah and that's because they're either too light yeah or too heavy that they sink yeah so like giraffes can swim for example yeah like they don't need to but they can yeah 
and that but then there are like these things that exist like they can they can hunt in water we saw that in the first one yeah when it got below the water yeah but what they can't do is swim yeah and like you think okay yeah it can go underwater because it jumps it but the, yeah that's the one thing like one jumps in after him yeah does it jump in after him or does it just get end, end up falling in? I can't remember yeah, now. I can't remember. I think it's a case of like if he can't if they can't reach the bottom, which they yeah. often can because they've got such long legs. Yeah. Quite literally. It's like if it once they're out of their depth, yeah. quite literally, they can't they don't have the yeah. so that might be it. Maybe it's a case of if it's, you know, a shallow piece of water that they can they yeah. can still get some sort of purchase on, yeah. then they're okay. But the minute they're they're just free in free water. They can't deal with it. Yeah. So the idea of being able to swim over a channel to a island just doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like right. Well, that's it then. That's fair. Um, yeah. And it's like they're again, in the Caribbean's all right. Probably. Yeah. Exactly. So that then it, you can then spin it on. So again, if we were to continue this franchise, it's like right. Well, that does that mean then that these things made landfall and all major like any continents would have got hit with one of them and mm. just got completely wiped out. But anything that's like a smaller island off the coast. Yeah are where these little pockets of humanity are going to be yeah. safe until something like what happens in the movie happens and yeah. one of them ends up like just by happenstance ends up on a boat that then ends up on the island yeah and all hell breaks loose and th- that's the thing like there is like you, you when you when you think about it in that way and you're like oh you know there are comparisons that can be made to like the immigrants sort of thing of like oh mm. we're safe until unless they they come aboard yeah sort of thing but i don't think that because there's no allusion to that no. in any way shape or form so like it could be read in that way if you're reading too far yeah but the fact that you can just pick up mildly and go right actually yeah okay they can't swim they are fairly capable underwater they know that they can hide underwater we saw that in the first one yeah it hid underwater and it makes sense because sound transmits better underwater than it does in air yeah does it faster and then that's one of the things that I like. There's the the scene in the water where he's f- jumped in. Yeah. And then you see the thing sort of like going for him and then it jumps in and then something happens to it. And you're like, okay, I like this. I yeah. really like this because there's, you know, the things work. Like yeah. there is a consistency. There's an like, internal logic to everything yeah. that that still maintains. And like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's um, fantastic. I really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah. Like, any qualms that I have are easily covered up with other things. Yeah, Like, exactly. th- this doesn't have... It doesn't have, like, an end point like it did in the last one, which sort of put me off a bit. No. And this actually made... Seeing this made me like the end of the last one better. Yeah, because the way... Because that gun cocking isn't a... No, let's go to war it's, uh, it's we've got to go i've got to reload the gun we've got to, reload we got to go yeah we've got to go and i've just sh- i just shot one so now it makes <laughs> sense that i've got to recock it that's how yeah. guns work yeah. even exactly. that oh, fuck, that's the whole sequence as well which is just whether she's got the um radio in one hand and she's trying to recock the gun yeah. and she can't quite do it because she hasn't got the strength to do yeah. that and that's oh, she's got it, the strength in one hand to, to, to reload the gun is yeah fuck me it's so it's so tense i love it it's yeah. so good um yeah, I don't know. I could go on for ages about the yeah. things that I liked and I enjoyed about this, but um, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been. I look forward to watching it again. Actually, I was. I think it might be better. I think it might be better thinking about it in like watching it in like an intimate small cinema. Yeah, like the um, the pitch house. Yeah, then that one would be better than have big multiplex with just giant. Yeah, you know. go at like nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So 
fucking great. Um, and I hope that Krasinski continues to make them yeah. um, and pushes on and makes the third. Um, and we'll see where that goes. But yeah, I, yeah I'm totally down for it's it. The filmic equivalent of The Last of Us. Yeah, for me, I like. think actually no, that was, that was it. That was what I was going to say. The only thing that did start to bug me a little bit in the middle act was that there were I think one too many scenarios they were cutting between. Oh, okay. They were cut. There were all these like life and death situations, like but they were all happening at the same time. Yeah. So it was just like it was like you know, um, oh, shit. What was happening? Is it when Marcus decided just to go for a walk around the factory? Yeah, like that's happening whilst at the same time, like they're they're dealing with the confrontation with the guys on the docks. It's like st- you're taking me out of it. Just stick with one place, yeah, and just let the tension build naturally in that scene rather than keep cutting between. Yeah. Like you don't have to artificially make it more tense by cutting to something else that's going on. Yeah, because I want to focus on one character at a time. Yeah, and I feel like there was a couple of instances where it started to lose it a little bit in the edit. Yeah. That's my, one of my only criticisms. Actually, you're saying about the the bit with the uh, yeah, there's yeah. It's I think it's okay now. Like, like there were a couple of bits that, but I don't really want to get into it because it's just one of those things. That I'm like, actually, I enjoyed this much more than yeah. that. That yeah, I know. Like I say, it's a niggle. That is yeah. a real niggle. Um, but it's like me with the first one. Like, I didn't like the the the, the final shot. Yeah. But it didn't detract from everything else. Yeah. No, I'm gonna say it's just yeah, it was just a little thing where it was like, I wanted to see a scenario play out in its entirety. Yeah. And you keep cutting back and forth, yeah. so you're elongating it out. And I get what you're doing, mm. but stop. You it. can't do that back to back. Yeah, you can't. You can't just show me one episodic cinematography yeah, one functions in that way. Tense scenario, have... and then another tense scenario. And I think there was one where it was like, again, it was like they were fighting in the radio station. Um, Emily Blunt was fighting the one in the factory and there was the, the baby and the not having enough air and it yeah. was constantly cutting between all three of them. I'm just like, play one out and then cut to the next one just to yeah. like, you don't have to keep yeah. doing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, like I said, minor, minor. Minor nickels. But, other but than that, that, it comes to its full fruition in the final one between the two, where you have the two, yeah. the brother and sister, yeah. both get their sort of hero moments and they do it and it happens simultaneously and it's cutting in between it's like all the previous cutting in between stuff kind of like makes a bit more sense doesn't matter because it because it's all been building to that basically yeah and it works because they've established that technique already previously yeah so for the kind of the points earlier on in the movie where it sort of stumbles a little bit it's worth it for what it got to do at the end yeah yeah no i agree yeah anyway i think that kind of wraps it up (laughs) yeah i mean what we um we've got some there's a few other bits and pieces out but then the other one that we I've got a very exhaustive list have you of uh yeah from the Cineworld website of the prospective release dates so far so what's out next week then nobody yep is out on the 9th yep on the 11th the father on the 18th in the heights on the 24th fast nine and uh 25th is supernova 2nd of July, Another Round, 9th of July, Black Widow, 30th of July, Jungle Cruise, 6th of August, Suicide Squad, 13th of August, Free Guy, 27th of August, Candyman, 3rd of September, Shang-Chi, 17th of September, June, or June, or June, Dune, or Dune, uh, 17th of September, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, 30th of September, uh, it's called No Time to Die, never heard of it. Uh, 15th of October, Halloween Kills. 29th of October, Last Night in Soho. And then lots more. Okay. Um, well, yeah. 
we've got lots of stuff to cover then. Haven't we? Um, in terms of like the next week, I'm not sure. Um, I know that we talked about potentially doing a episode on um, the Army of the Dead. Yes. The new Netflix yeah. film, the Zack Snyder zombie movie. I watched mm-hmm. that the other day. I know you haven't finished it yet. Um, that could be worth Too loud. Yeah, it is, it is quite loud. Um, never very quiet. Never very, never very loud. <laughs> um, it's one of those films. Um, but we could, yeah, do an episode on that. Um, there's potential, there's a lot of, at the moment, potentially positive stuff coming up about Cruella. Mm, it's been, getting, think, yeah, it's been getting, it's like certified fresh. It's been getting loads of good stuff. And I'm just like, okay. I think we should do it, man. Yeah. Like we did like, we did Raya, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I don't know, I, yeah, we did Mulan. Uh, that's the thing. Mulan, in terms of live action Disney, mm. at the moment, they couldn't be further away because Mulan to me was like, I hated oh, yeah. The Lion King, but I hated, I think I hate, no, actually, no, I hated The Lion King more than I hated Mulan. That's not yeah. true. But you went but in with like, you went in with hatred for The Lion King. Whereas Mulan, I was like, I was like, this could be the one. This could be yeah. the one that justifies all this bollocks. And then it didn't. And Mulan uh, earned the hatred. Yeah. Um, but from all we've told, like, even though everyone's been very dismissive of it, apparently, um, Cruella is actually quite good. Yeah. So we might maybe check that out at some point. I um, yeah. So there is some stuff out that we can definitely go and see. Um, yeah, so we will do that. Uh, thanks for sticking with us and we'll see you on whatever the next one ends up being. Bye. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Dibidi boop 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 beep biddy beep. No, not Scott. Scoot. Beep boop beep. The time is now fourteen forty five. That was a sound. Yeah, park no, joke, no, Marina it? Man, Quiet Place Part Two. That is indeed Scoot McNary. Yeah, Marina. Hang on, Mar- Marina Man. Is Marina it? Man, not Marina Man. Wait, is he a superhero or is that his full name? No, Marina Man. Marina Man. <laughs> no, he's Aquaman's sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Aqualad, we have Marina Man. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. Let's do it.